Hey, welcome to the TVA Podcast with comedian Todd Van Allen and me, Darcy Fyan. This show is not work safe, not family friendly, and not to be taken seriously. Seriously. Hey, we're Darcy. Listen, I have no idea what number uh, of show we're here. Uh, here on the TVA Podcast, we are in the green room, so uh, we'll be having a whole bunch of, I guess, ins and outs. You can no, you can cough in that mic word. Don't worry about it. No, I don't. It's like not it. particularly good one. I'm being polite. I don't. You're very nice. You're very Why nice. would I cough into a microphone? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you got hay fever. No, yeah, well, I don't know. Well, don't it know. is. What's your deal? What is it? It's snowed a foot today here in Toronto. Uh, thirty centimeters. Uh, all of it sideways. Every last thirty centimeters. Thirty centimeters. I am snow. American. That yeah. is a foot. It's a. It's a foot. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just. <laughs> just keep. Everyone's been honest. doing that. Like, thirty centimeters. Keeping, keeping thirty you centimeters. Honest. Thirty centimeters. Oh I'm my like, god. How much? Up that? to my waist. About a foot. <laughs> a foot. Oh, I was at a foot. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah. So well. Yeah. Welcome back to Canada. Thank you. Yeah, you thank get you this. Much. You get this shit. This is the like the biggest. What were they calling it? It's like uh, the the Stormageddon or something like that. Stormageddon. That's what they were like. seen like on like Facebook and Twitter and all that. Sort you know of what's amazing stuff. is uh, I as you know I live here right. in Toronto now. But did, did I actually introduce you yet? Comedian uh, Ward Anderson uh, is is in the green room with us. Hello. And uh, sorry as well. We also um, uh, Christoph uh, Davidson. There we go. Just reading a poker Christoph magazine. Christoph is actually reading a poker magazine <laughs> while we conduct an interview. Uh, we, don't like, we don't fancy your book learning in here. Yeah. Well, it's on poker, though, so that's fine. Does, uh, are you reading about the uh, intricacies of the oh, flop? Oh, it's actually about cards. <laughs> I thought it was like that was your special way of saying Playboy. I call Playboy and, and a poker river. magazine. And the river. In French, they call it the Riviere. La Riviere. Nobody else got that? that oui, le flop. <laughs> le, le gauche et droite. I'm the only one that calls men's magazines poker magazines. Poker magazines? Yeah. Poke her magazines? Is That's what I thought, oh, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. That was a long way for me to go for that really that bad really, That really was. <laughs> with very little payoff. That was with, horrible. With, 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 oh, geez. Yeah. Oh. So it's a pleasure having you, Ward. Thank you. It's, it's, it's a pleasure being here, TVA. Yeah. So, uh, so we've got like one show under our belt. Uh, yes, yes it was good. Absolute. I want to say real quick, but we were talking about the snow. We were talking about the snow, yeah. I was saying is that uh, I live up here now, but I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, where at the most, at the most, we would get three inches of snow per year. I didn't even think it would snow down there, because I, I spent some time in Atlanta. In North Georgia, it does. Oh, okay. In Atlanta, where, where I'm from. Atlanta yeah, is in northern yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. That's, where, that's where I spent uh, the time. But it's rare. It's very, very rare. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it does happen. And let me guess, the city just shuts down, like Vancouver. Oh, it's crazy. There yeah, is yeah. no there is no snow plow. There's no, no removal, salt. There's no nothing. reason for it. It's three right. inches a year. Right. But that's enough. It's still enough for the... That it cripples you know, it. Yeah, it'll cripple the place. Vegas just got snow this week. Yeah, I saw I that. Yeah, yeah. Palm trees covered with yeah, snow. Yeah, we have fucked this planet royally. Insane. It is nice. It is like it is like that. Uh, was it um, the day, the after, day tomorrow. after tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, we're in Vegas. That, snow and uh, what hurricane? Well, we get tornadoes in uh, L.A. The tidal wave that takes over the Statue of Liberty. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I um. Well, what I think is funny though about coming up here is that my entire life, everyone would say like, up in the north. It didn't even have to be Canada. Yeah. It could be like just Michigan or, well, or New York. They would say, well, up in the north, people don't freak out when it snows. We act like it's no big deal. Utter horseshit. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. want to say, people right. freak out here just as much what? as they do everywhere else. People forget how to drive today. It's I've, just been absolutely... All I've heard today, like from, from my place, I was just working at home today, all I heard was sirens and wind. That oh, yeah. It. That's all I heard. I witnessed a, a near car collision right as I was yeah. leaving my apartment. I was like walking out on the street, and uh, two cars were literally, both of them, spun in like like a synchronized swimmers. They were uh-huh. spinning down the road side by side nice. and managed to not collide into each other. It was the most amazing thing. Like, yeah. Literally. But I, uh, but yeah, I just want to say that's, that's actually, that's absolute. 
horseshit. When people say that, like, oh, no, there's no way. Can I say horseshit on your Absolutely. podcast? Okay, good. I find yeah, it amazing. I sell it, I sell it to Disney. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. But I. I but that's just such a. People always say, like, oh, it's no big deal, but it snows. But we're the same way in the South. That, in Atlanta, where I'm from, people would say, how are you with the summers? Oh, it's nothing to us. It's so hot and humid. We go out in, you know, and, and long sleeve shirts and suits. That's not true. We actually struggle through the summer oh, yeah. as well. It's uh, I was down there. I was, I was actually working. I spent uh, six, oh, like almost two months in Atlanta. I was working the Olympics. Oh really? And they were down there. Yeah. So where cool. did where did you live in Atlanta? This uh, this I never I knew you were from the states. I didn't know specifically where. I, I grew up in like right outside Atlanta. So you know what actually okay. lives in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a I commuter city. So everybody kind of commutes in. They're just now starting to change. On the just, people are just starting to now commute. I mean, to to actually live in yeah. the city. They're moving in, but but it's always been a commuter city. So I lived in the suburb of Marietta, which is actually bigger than Atlanta itself. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I think we we spent a little bit of time in Marietta at one point. Yeah. Um, I smuggled my way onto a bus so I could go see the um, the World Cup soccer final in Athens. Wow! And, uh, and you so must I, have stood out like a white guy on a bus in Atlanta. Uh, well, it was it was the press bus. Oh, oh, okay. So it was. Uh, well, then you really stood out. Tom. I really stood out. I was the only one who had any sense of personal cleanliness. Um, I was certainly young. You know. What is like, that? Why is that about the I, press? You know what? The second that you put on that dopey vest, that khaki vest with like all the pockets, so you have your lens and your yeah. film and stuff like that. Okay, we're in a digital age now. Where yes, okay, you've got the same size of camera, but you don't need the like the bandito belt of like fucking film cartridges. Just put it away. Any comic wear that has a smart had a shirt, any comedian or actor or anyone yeah. who's ever had like a an extensive photo shoot mm-hmm. like in a studio or something like that will attest to photographers especially some of the smelliest people oh that what is that I, I don't understand it's something I don't know what it is but it's probably the worst cur- if you have that sort of body type and that sort of affinity to odor um, probably these huge floodlights are not the best thing to work around yeah no kidding you know? it's just, oh is it getting hot in here don't take off the shirt please don't take off the shirt it's yeah. weird if you actually prefer the smell of uh, developing liquid <laughs> to the person that you're yeah. doing the photo I th- maybe that's it it's just like I I, having done a little bit of photography myself, the chemicals are so strong. I'm guessing maybe they've just burned out all their sinuses, have no <laughs> sense of smell at all, and just like oh, I'm totally fine. And meanwhile, everyone's collapsing around them, like sewage workers. Yeah, bottle sucking up to me. I guess I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, right. I hear that sewage workers. <laughs> I have no sense of smell. <laughs> but I hear that the sewer workers get like that. Like after a while, they become adjusted to the smell it's- of. Death essentially. It's, it's it's anything. I mean, like uh, the Hershey plant in, in Smith Falls, which has just closed down. But I had friends of mine that worked out there, and as soon as you like, we used to make field trips out there with my parents. Like, smell chocolate. You go in, it's just like, oh, you smell it like from the parking lot. It's just like, oh, you smell is cocoa, and uh, I guess they they say they go through this thing where like, okay, yeah, it smells, like your first day on the job, it smells kind of nice. By the end of the week, you're getting really sick of it, and after a month, you don't even notice it. You don't notice anything. It's like people who live near pulp mills. Anything like that, like people in Cornwall don't notice the pulp mill smell, sure. but it's there. Oh, yeah. It's, ugh. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you something. There were uh, two stories that are funny about that. One, I was in the middle of, I think it was Iowa. You know what? Any, any Anybody knows that people wonder about comics that work the road a lot. I work mm-hmm. the road a lot. And after a while, kind of all the middle America towns kind of bleed together. And right. it's not that they're not cool towns. It's just the constant tour. It's, just, you get it's that Tuesday. Way. It must be. Yeah, Des Moines. Yeah, exactly. And uh, sometimes you'll do is like you know five cities in five days, and 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 three different states or four states. And I can't remember where it was. I can't remember if it was, but I know it was Nebraska or Iowa. But I did a show where there was a pig plant in town. There was some kind of a pig factory processing plant. 
you know what I mean? Something like that. And man, it was. And part of what they did, it wasn't just that they slaughtered pigs. They actually processed. So uh, they processed the meat while they, yeah. Okay. Well, they processed manure. <laughs> they processed pig shit. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what it was that they did. It was part of that's a lot of those places. But man, that entire city, that entire town, I should say, just when I pulled into town, I uh, walked uh, into the hotel yeah. and I actually said, uh, "I have a reservation." They're like, "Your name?" And I told them, you know. And then I said, "What's that smell?" And, and the they, woman they behind just the desk blankly. just looked. Well, she looked at me with just this utter. I'm so tired of hearing. You could tell that everybody from right. out of town always asked that. That's how strong the smell was there. Mm-hmm. But that entire city, that entire town, worked at that plant. Yeah. So they they were oblivious to it. They didn't know anymore. But they knew that everybody that wasn't from there, and this was a real known like. <laughs> You're not from around here, are you? How can you tell the clothespin? <laughs> and and you could tell, and it was a, it was an area where a lot of truckers stop, convention people go come through or something. I don't know what it what was. A great place, and, you know. People, yeah. yeah, probably say it all the time. <laughs> and man, I struggled through that. The same thing was with uh, I was in the middle of uh, in Kansas, in some little town. I did like a little college show, a community mm-hmm. college show, and they had a tornado siren that went off twice a day. Okay, it went off at seven and seven. 7 p.m. Well, you'd always know when it was 7. And, and they said that some people use it as an alarm. Yeah. Some people never had a clock. But they said a lot of people didn't even notice it hardly anymore no, because it had become this routine. And that woke me up and scared the shit out of me every single morning. Just, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. that long. And it would go on for a couple of minutes straight, you know. When I was, when I was living on Queen Street, um, I would always hear, like, it was right on Queen. So I got the Queen cars going right by. And it would just, like, rattle through my building. And then my next place I lived right after that was in a basement um, that you know had two furnaces like right beside the bedrooms. I had all this white noise. I couldn't sleep for the first week because I got I, I was missing the sound of the street noise. Like, I like what is missing? Like what's yeah. wrong? I was like, oh, that's it. And I would find the same thing when I go home, like Gananoque or Mallorytown, where my parents are now. Exact same thing. It was like way too quiet. And yeah. then boom, you know, finally you get to, you get to sleep and you're like, well, what the fuck is wrong with me? I can't like, sleep ah. without housekeeping knocking on the door, even though there's a do not disturb <laughs> sign hanging on yeah. it. That's that's my thing. I have to actually pay oh, someone sorry. to come out every if day. If something happens for the pig shit people in the pig town, if they then go to a clean smelling right. area and be like, this place doesn't, I can't right. t- take it. It doesn't smell like pig shit. I, you know what? It's the uh, same thing with altitudes, for sure, because my brother's in Canmore. And I'm like, when I landed in Calgary sure. last time, I went and saw him, and I'm driving out to his place. I feel like there's someone sitting on my chest. I'm like, I can't get the air into me fast enough. Well, you know and, what? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you just yeah. the, <laughs> the same thing about doing a about saying like that the smell of chocolate gets to you after a while, yeah. and you, or you just forget about it or whatnot. Yeah. Here's the thing: I do two weeks every year in the Bahamas at the Atlantis Resort. You poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not complaining. But here's the funny thing about that is people always will talk about that and go, man, that must be amazing. Oh, that must be incredible. I'd love to go down there for like six months. I'd love to live down there. Could yeah. you imagine getting like a job in a resort and just being the, the house comic and being there for like a year and just living on the beach all day? And here's the funny thing about that. That that gig, I do it. I, I love doing it. But after seven days, mm-hmm. you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're done. You yeah. really are done. I think it's such a funny thing when you, people think about the Margaritaville life and Jimmy Buffett and laying out in the hammock Ugh. all day and all that. No. That's really cool for about seven days. Yeah. And then, and I do 14. And mm-hmm. uh, I was there a few years ago and someone had to cancel. So I was extended. I did a full month at this resort oh, and I shit. stayed there. And as much as everyone goes, oh, that must be amazing. Oh, you laid on the beach all day. Yeah. You, after a while, you're like, if I hear no woman, no cry one more fucking yeah. time. Yeah. 
I'm gonna because that's what it, it's 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 constant. Reggae playing, Bob Marley is playing, yeah. people drinking coconut drinks, drinking rum at nine in the morning. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Finally, have too many blue Hawaiians and and yeah. lobster. And you really do. You're like, I don't want to hear another steel drum. I don't want to hear another, you know, version of Kokomo. I don't understand how people can do like a two week, like a two week vacation, like a week down there on an all inclusive is because once you do that, you're done. Like you've done everything. Absolutely. To have that kind of to have three more weeks of that is like running through the Flintstones house and just passing the same chair over and over and over. You just oh fuck. And that's exactly what it feels. Here it is again. That's that's exactly what it feels like because they don't really intend to have people there two weeks. They intend to have you for about four days. So it really is this loop. Like living like that, like I said, I really heard no woman, no cry constantly because you're walking through the place because they're just trying to like, you know, Caribbean it up for you for a few days. But they're so nice, too. So if you're it'd be funny to see if you're there for three weeks and they finally get sick yet by week two, that smile starts to fade and they're like, oh, hey, Steve, what's up with Mr. Grumpy? Yeah. (laughs) And vacation sounds cool, Uh but you really don't. I I, I could not really. It's so funny. Maybe it's because I'm a city guy. I got to have the Mm -hmm. city. You know what I mean? But I could not imagine just living on. A quiet beach for weeks and weeks and weeks. I do a lot of books and a lot of booze. I think that would be that would be me. And that's what I do. Yeah, and that's what I do. And it's the funniest thing because I'm not really much of a day drinker, Mm -hmm. as they say. You know what I mean? But that's all you end up doing there. But as as a performer, you're exactly right. I mean, like that's like you're looking for the things that sort of jar you out of that experience. And this happened when I was in Jamaica. Actually, Uh it's in the dining hall, and they had like a like a house musician who was going around, and they were they were playing like all the the reggae hits, and so they were doing like all kinds of Bob Marley stuff and whatever. And so they get to our table. And uh, they're, you know, they get through No Woman, No Cry for like the fifth time because you've heard it like, you know, wherever. Yeah. And they said, do you have any requests? And like, I guess they're used to just hearing like, you know, like, you know, red, red wine or something like that. Or whatever. So I said, um, uh, Simmer Down, which is uh, Bob Marley's uh, first ska song that he ever did. And ska is actually, actually predates, re- predates reggae. Sure. And they just like, what? It's like, play Simmer Down. Oh, good. All right, and then they they fire into this, and everyone sort of like stopped, looked over, and went, "What the hell is this?" Because suddenly it wasn't reggae, it wasn't slow, it was very fast, very upbeat, and they were just like really jamming into it, and they just were smiling. It's like finally, I'm not playing that fucking goddamn song. I wouldn't anymore. even be that. I'd yeah. be even more obscure. I'd be like, "Play him by Rupert Holmes." <laughs> <laughs> Don't even play the Pina Colada song. Play his other hit. Play Saint Anger by Metallica. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> everyone Shout out knows to Dave the, Patterson right there. Everyone knows the Pina Colada song. Play yeah. him by Rupert Holmes. Remember Rupert yeah. Holmes? Remember the Pina yeah. Colada? If you like Pina, yeah. he had another hit yeah. called Him, which I think is a much better right. song, by the way. I've got I've got tons of like old ska. Like I've got like six, eight, eight CDs of it at home, and I just love the shit. Never been into is ska, it? but I'll tell you, one of the best concerts I ever saw was when I was in at university. Mm-hmm. I saw the Toasters. Oh, fantastic! From New York, New ska. and they came I mean, down I mean, to yeah. The Toasters are great. I went to a university in Athens, Georgia, yeah. and just amazing. Show the toasters I'd never I, seen a Scott uh, show I, before. I think that. I think it was the campus that they uh, that hosted the uh, soccer game. Yes, it was. I think yeah. It was yeah. yeah, home of I, REM, the B fifty two. I spent that day walking around Athens, Matthew Sweet. Like I was walking around and just enjoying it, going fuck. This is the town that that the B fifty twos and REM built. Absolutely. And uh, there was a little diner that everyone said you got to go to for breakfast because I was there ungodly early, like the grill, three o'clock kickoff. And it was, uh, I got there at like 7.30. You went to the grill? I went to the grill. Yeah. yeah. It's a small little diner, very uh, small greasy spoon. Yeah. Counter service. Yeah. Uh, had the ham, steak, and grits. Yeah. It was either um, there or the grit. You went to one of the two. No, wait, the no. grit's vegetarian, so. Yeah, no. It was it was like your typical. Sure. That was the, probably the grill. Probably the grill. See, the um, thing about people listening at home, Athens, Georgia, you know, it's it's outside Atlanta, about 60 miles outside uh, uh 
Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it they they said for long, you know, they say Seattle is the birthplace of grunge, right. and Athens was the birthplace of alternative music, and that's especially college radio, college, yeah, college music, where it like, came out of. And uh, but what's funny is it's a small wait, 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 wait. town. We have it to blame for Frosh Weeks one through eight from Much Music. Is that what we have? Yeah, is pretty that, much. You know, <laughs> fucking take a swing. But it is um, it, the funny thing about that is that Athens is a small town mm-hmm. with uh, literally thirty five thousand students crammed into it. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 a small town with just people everywhere. Yeah. So and it's but it's it's a real bohemian town. It's a even, great place for the great summer. Years of my life. Like during the summer, walking around, like when school is out, you still got that sense. Like this is definitely a college town. Oh yeah, like whatever. Um, and I found um, I found I can't remember which record shop it is, but they specialize in bootleg REM CDs. Wuxtry. Uh Was that it? Wuxtry. Yeah. Because I went in and I felt stupid that I didn't buy one. Right. Yeah. So I called the place back from work. They're the only next technically, day. really, bootlegs yeah. since one of the guys from REM is co-owner of the store. Right. So yeah, <laughs> you get that because the sound quality of these things is awesome. Yeah. So I called the place back and says, "Do you do you normally? Could I get you to ship me one to Toronto?" He's like, "Yeah, absolutely, whatever." I said, "Well, which?" He says, "Which one do you want?" I, go, I have no idea. This is like, "Well, I'll send you one that I, I is one of our good sellers." REM in a bar in Madison, Wisconsin, in 1982. Oh, be they great. just put out the uh, Wolves Lower EP. And well, what's funny fantastic. about what's funny about that? Oh, well, that EP wasn't called that in the states. You guys had it here. In, it was Chronic Town. In the it states. is Chronic Town. I always fuck that up. <clears throat> yeah, I always fuck that up. Well, what's funny about that? What's funny about REM is uh, Michael Stipe, the leader of REM, lead singer of REM, still lives in Athens. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know the other guys. I think they have places there, but they they come and go. But I know um, a friend of mine in, at university used to uh, know him, and I had coffee with Michael Stipe several times in a coffee nice. house. We used to hang out, and he forgot who I was every time he met me. I mean, like literally on a <laughs> weekly basis, he'd be like, "Oh, hi, hi, I'm oh, Michael." Hi, there. hi I'm Michael. Yeah, no, no. and I'd be what, like, "Hi, I'm Ward." Stubby. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he would always he would always forget who. I was. But I, I remember one time I was having coffee with him, and uh, he was it was a bunch of us at a table, and he was wearing it was the middle of July in the summertime, you know, in yeah, in yeah. Georgia, and it was just just humid out, and just mm-hmm. everyone's just melting, and he's wearing a bright orange hoodie with the hood pulled up over his head and pulled tight and we're sitting at the coffee table at the table at the coffee house just, and just he goes the sweat bleed its way through the yeah yeah and he just goes everyone's staring at me this is the hard part about being famous i'm like is it because you're famous or because you're wearing a goddamn hoodie <laughs> in july in yeah. georgia you fuck yeah everyone everyone stares at me because i'm famous no you're wearing a fucking penguin outfit <laughs> <laughs> quit yeah. quit dressing in a hula skirt you everyone think. stares at you because you look like a construction cone <laughs> drinking coffee <laughs> So, uh, did, did you obviously uh, you a fan of their music? Did you ever get absolutely, to see absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah? I like it. I even like their music now. You know, they they haven't they've, they've kind of been off the charts for a while, and they they put out you know uh, you know it's it's less garage band right. and more pop. But I mean, I, I still like them to this day. I uh, I would love like I would pay a million. Like we always have this argument when I get a, like you know when we get hammered with guys like okay who who would you pay X amount of dollars to see like like you know when Cher or whoever comes out like Cher was the biggest one that I yeah. bought tickets for which were like three hundred fifty five hundred bucks a ticket. And I was like, there's no way I would do that. It's like who would I who would I pay? I don't think I'd bucks? pay that much money to see anybody. Right. I would I would pay five hundred bucks oh. to see REM tour with mm-hmm. just doing material from the first four albums. You go you go as high maybe document but no further than Fables of the Reconstruction. Well, you know what? That's, I, how, that's how far I would I, go with that. Here's here's the terrible thing. I'm actually got awful taste in music. And <laughs> well, you like REM? You good? I like REM, but Who's you know next? what? There, I got I got a few people in there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've got a few people in there that that I've got really good taste in. I will say that. Right. But at the same time. 
Uh, I've got awful taste. I'm, I'm, you know, raised in the '80s, kid of the '80s. You know, I really love like cheesy synthesizer pop, fiction music, factory, things like that. Yeah, Love I, Plus One. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Hated, hated grunge. Hated that whole era, and I, and it was and it was catered toward mm-hmm. me. That whole era. I was 19, 20, 21 when that went on. Yep. Looked like those guys hated the music. You know, I only like really? Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's the only Nirvana song I even like. Nirvana. I got and people into. gonna people gonna email me now and like right. you fucking suck. You're I hate idiot. you. But yeah, I hate you because you don't like music. I saw Pearl Jam for three dollars right. in concert when Ten came out mm-hmm. with. Uh, Follow for now was that the band? Follow for now open for them. Okay, uh, I think it was Follow for now and uh, and Pearl Jam touring together. Saw it for three dollars at University in this big open field. Couldn't fucking care less. Everyone was making a big deal. That was when the album had really just started to hit yep. and all that. And I tell people that to this day, they'll be like, "Oh man, you saw them for three bucks." Yeah. Don't give a shit. Never, never cared for them. I get why people like them. Yeah. I just don't. It was never my thing. I'm totally the cheesy synthesizer pop, yeah. you know, 80s douche. You know, give me I, a Howard Jones concert. I'll totally go see that. Totally with you on that one. But I also... Saw Howard Jones in a bookstore, oh, by the way. Asshole. By the way. About really? eight years ago, saw Howard really? Jones in a in a Borders in the States, which is like a Chapters or Indigo. Nice. In a corner with an acoustic guitar. Did you uh, did you say, hey, play a, play a new song? Yeah, Did you do that one? Did <laughs> no, it's a great joke. Um, the, the, That's one of the, the one. The one that I that got me. I went and saw the um, the Ramones play in Ottawa, and oh, nice. the band that opened for them was this. Uh, uh, we listened to them. We heard three songs. And just said, "Not our cup of world gray." They're kind of strummy and guitar-y, and not really, you know, three chords in the truth, whatever. So we fade to back, and uh, just kind of blow them off, and then. Uh, the Ramones come out. We go. The band was live. They had oh. just thrown out. They had just released Throwing Copper, and so like it, I this saw was the same point, thing. I yeah. saw them within months of seeing yeah. Pearl Jam. This was like the, uh, the like the, the lead singer hadn't shaved his head yet. Yeah, like, yeah, he, still yeah. Had he wasn't bald hair, yet. Right? Yeah, and so like uh, like the next month, my buddy and I are looking at each other, going, "We just missed like the biggest band in North America right now. Like they just <laughs> went huge. We're, yeah. like, we're assholes. We totally blew off. And it was like you know, fifteen bucks to see the Ramones." Fantastic. It's I'm, it's the weirdest thing with me and the bands I like. I tend to like bands that have like really like one cute pop hit that everybody grows to hate, right. and then I love the band, like everything about them. Like I loved the Rembrandts long before the Rembrandts did the theme the song theme to Friends. Song from Friends, yeah, you're really starting to drop them. And I'm talking, about, but here's here. the funny this thing: is... by the time they did the theme song to Friends, they already had uh, two other albums out. Wow! So I was into their first two albums. It wasn't until their third album that they came along and they did the theme song right. to Friends. So I was already into them. So they did this cute little pop song, but then that ruined them. Like, yeah, they went yeah. number one. That, and then that they was the number one nothing hit else for them. After that, yeah. But what ended up happening is, and I, I read this, that that song went to number one. It's played still every day, yep. you know, all day in syndication. In syndication. But that song made them a fortune. But then what ended up happening is, they played it so much that people were like, "Fuck, I hate those guys." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, and they couldn't they couldn't rebound back. They were so successful, it killed them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because before that, they had had a couple of of top twenty hits. A song called "Just the Way It Is, Baby" was uh-huh. their big one. A song called "Johnny, Have You Seen Her." They had some really good. They, the they had a song in yeah. "Dumb and Dumber," so they they were doing they were doing mm. fine before the friends. But then when that right. friends hit, yeah, sure, they went to number one. They had a hit video and all that. But that that song actually, in the long run, crippled them. Same thing. Uh, probably one of my all time favorite bands. Um, Sparks. I'm guessing you have about eight albums by them. Cool Sparks. No, no, just Sparks. No, it was uh, with the really weird, creepy Delamitri. guy with the hat. Delamitri. Delamitri. Scottish band Delamitri. Okay, everybody knows them. They had two hits. 
Well, the one one from like the early '90s called "Always the Last to Know." It was like a top twenty hit, right. not a big hit, but a good little pop song. But then they had a huge hit, "Roll to Me," and everyone knows it. Shit, sing a few bars, that, that would you? Look around your world, pretty baby, is it? Oh, everything? that's them. Right, exactly. Oh, you hear okay. that on the radio right. now? People go, God, because it was yeah. a, it was a it was like a two and a half minute song. You know what I mean? So it got played nonstop on the radio. Yep. It became a huge hit. Same thing. It got to the point where people were so it was so overplayed. They were so no sick of hearing it. Was really? That that was their biggest. They they had already had the opposite of the pig shit thing, where they, they smell it so much that they hear it so much, and then they can't. Yeah. Uh, they can't get it out of the can't get it out of their skin. By the time that "Roll to Me" song, by the time "Roll to Me" became this big top ten. And hit, they'd already had four other albums that I loved. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've always loved the band. Amazing music. Mm-hmm. Then their one big their one big crossover hit, and it's the same thing. People got so sick of it that they yeah. never were able to follow through. But you always want you always want to be that guy who has been there through the shit. Like, oh, yeah. you always want to be that guy who has like figured it out. And... At the same time, that guy's fucking annoying. Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. I'll the wedding you... present concert was choked with them. Just oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I got a George Best shirt, and I saw them when they played the Elma Combo in 1985. Oh, the, and, uh... No, the worst is you meet those guys that are like, man, when The Cure did Friday, I'm in love. It was oh, bullshit. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's those guys that are like, I hate that band now right. that they're successful and people like them. Right. I liked it better when they played a little club and they were yeah. broke and they slept in the van. Once they decided they wanted to buy a house they were bullshit and you hate that guy no one likes that guy that's like you know Sloan said it best Consolidated's okay it's not the band I hate it's their fans <laughs> exactly <laughs> well you know what but like for me that's the funniest thing because there's still these bands I'll listen to and I'll tell people like Delamitri's great Delamitri um, I actually saw them in concert twice mm-hmm. managed to con my way backstage Right and drank with them. Drank oh, drank with Scotsmans. That's hard to pull off. Drank whiskey yeah. from a bottle, passed around with the band and me. And I thought it was the coolest thing that the the, the lead singer Bells? Justin Curry, who now has a solo act, he's right. really big in the UK. And I find it. Uh, I got to drink with him. This, so here was this guy. What was cool is here's a singer of a band that I think is an amazing songwriter, brilliant voice, great tunes. And all he wanted to talk about was what it's like to be a stand-up comic. Oh, yeah. Like, that was what fascinated that's, that's, him. You know I, what I mean? I it's meant, so funny that we're, we're so busy wanting to be rock stars, and rock stars yeah. want to know what it's like to, be a, to be a comic. <laughs> um, when, when you watch uh, the movie Dig, like the, I would talk about this with Darren Frost, yeah. uh, where it's, it's a documentary about the... Um, uh, Joy Division? Uh, no. <laughs> Finally, a, a documentary that's not about Joy Division. This one came out a while ago. It's about Dandy Warhols and the uh, Brian Jonestown massacre. Right, sure. And uh, it's just watching watching them. It's like you're watching their decay and, and their successes and stuff like that. And it just it, it makes you go, wow, I want to be like that. And then I met, uh, we talked about this in a previous podcast, but I'll tell you anyway, the um, I met Chris Murphy from uh, Sloan. He was playing with the Super Friends at that point. Right. And my brother was kind of sheep. He was like, oh, this is one of my heroes. You know, I, I, I really like to talk. Like, Let's just go talk to him. He's like standing right there. So I was like, hey, Chris. Yeah, my name's Todd. You know, sorry, I know your name, obviously. But, you know, Sloan, Super Friends, that's great. He says, well, what do you do? He says, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in school right now. But I'm doing comedy. He says, oh, you do comedy? And then that was all he wanted to talk about. That was exactly it. Like, they just yeah. like, how do you guys do that? And it's like, well, it's, it's like bet- you, except we don't get laid. I met, I met Dave Sharp from uh, The Alarm. Yes. Same thing. I Give met, me love. Met Dave Sharp from The Alarm. Uh, doing, he was doing a solo tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is 10 years ago. Right. And told him I was doing stand-up comedy. And... Uh, Loved it. You know, he, that's all he yeah. wanted to talk about. I wanted to get his autograph, talk about, you know, what it was like doing rock in the 80s. And all he wanted to talk about was like, what's it like being a comic? Right. I think that, um, but the, my thing is, I've, I've just, 
I'm I've got I've, I think I've got good taste in music, but it's not cool. Right. It is not cool taste well, you in got music. Hojo. What? That's good. You got Hojo. Oh, uh, Howard yeah. Jones. Howard Jones. Howard Jones. Dude, you know what? One of the best albums. Hojo should play the Hojo. You know what I mean? That'd be kind of funny. Howard lo- Johnson. Hojo Howard at Johnson. the Hojo. There we go. Hojo at the Hojo. I think uh, I one of the best albums I've gotten this year, oddly enough, brand new album by him, Rick Springfield. Amazing album. Amazing album. Do you get Rick rolled on that album? Like, as soon as you put it into They Fire Up, never gonna give you up. It's like all the track listings. No, that's Rick Astley. But like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Rick Springfield was Jesse's girl. That's right. Okay. Jeez, see, give I me a little re- credit. I, I just Rick rolled myself. Yeah. Sorry, that was give me it. a little credit. Rick, see how my mind went directly to there. Well, Rick Springfield Rick put Springfield. out an album. I think it's called it's uh, Venus in Overdrive, and uh, it's <laughs> actually his biggest charting album in twenty years. And it's it's and it's an ama- it's a true and it's a true rock album. Yeah. It's not like all a bunch of Jesse's girl covers. But it's a great a it's a great CD. I had one. I got it. I got it like for free at like this concert win from a radio station or something like that. Yeah. And it's like oh okay. Well, but if I tell I I had a friend of mine in my car with me. and He looked down. And he's like, you really have. A 2008 CD yep. by Rick Springfield. I'm yes. like, fucking a, I do. Yep. The uh, there's there's a podcast I've been listening to out of the Toronto Star called the Andy Hit List, and what they do is they bring in like a whole bunch of new music stuff you've never heard before. Which is some of it is unlistenable. Let's just put that out there. But the, at least once a podcast, there's like one song where you go, Christ, I got to get me to MySpace. I got to go find these guys. I mean, like they're just fantastic. Um, uh, just came across one called the. Um, the Temper Trap. They're out of Melbourne, Australia, and they sure. just have this song that's just fantastic. Sounds like uh, 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 sounds like uh, old big country with a little bit of U two. You can hear like the edge in there. See, I would totally be into that. Like that, yeah, I would totally be into yeah. that. I haven't liked U two since nineteen eighty seven. However, you haven't liked them since that nope. would have been the unforgettable five. No, it, that was uh, rattling. Joshua, Joshua Tree. Tree. Joshua, Joshua Tree. Tree. Haven't liked that's them it. since their peak. I, well, I, I don't know if that's really the peak. I should you know say what? since they're big, big break. Okay, so I'm with you on this to to an extent because I say that too. I try to be that purist, and then I hear the fucking song "Lemon" and "Discotheque," and I love that. I'm not you saying know? I don't like a couple of their of, of their tunes here yeah. and there, but haven't really given a shit right. about them since then. I, song, I really could give a shit. Best song they've written, I think, "Mofo." Mofo. Yeah, you ever yeah, hear that? Yeah, yeah. It was like that. Like, this great like fucking techno loop, and it was just like it came out when electronica was kind of huge, and it was dumb. You know, but, but I I, uh, I feel like an ass admitting that because like everyone's got like you know unforgettable fire shirts or like uh, you know you know Sunday bloody Sunday lyrics you know tattooed on their why do comedians want to be rock stars why is that you because we're not getting late. we really because yeah, of the JJ yeah. says Christoph I yeah. I really you can get you also be an asshole if you're an asshole comic and people don't like what you do they'll get really mad at you yeah and they won't like you as a person. Whereas if you're a total douchebag uh, as a musician, you can cheat on your girlfriend and then just sing it's her expected. a song and be like, "You I'm get sorry. scout badges for that." You just make a metaphor that she's like, you know, the morning sun uh, that crashes, you know, his yeah. him in the morning or whatever. Can, you don't even I need to do that. You don't. You don't even. Imagine. Can you imagine doing that? Like you just like you, you roll over some morning and go, "Hey, baby, I fucked your sister last night, but here's a punchline I wrote just for you." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you don't even need to do that. Bucks. Same as in town, sweetheart. You don't, have to, like, you don't have to write her a song as a rock star if you cheated on her. It's expected that you're going yeah. to. It's considered okay. It's it, you know, it's it's almost like why would you be with a rock star if you wanted fidelity? You, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But what I find funny now, it, it, it the thing about that. I don't I don't know if it's I, I don't know if the reason that all all I don't think it's that comics want to be rock stars yeah. for the vagina. I think what it really comes <laughs> through is that. Rock stars get uh, what's just unconditional adulation. 
Yes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You don't, they, they get, it, there it is doesn't just, matter who you are in the band. Right. You go to like any schoolgirl's locker, right. you get four in a row, and they all like the same band. Everyone's got their own, and they have them for different reasons. Like, you know, for yeah. everyone who like Simon LeBon, someone like whoever the fuck the drummer was in Duran Duran. I can't remember who that was. That the was Taylor Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Spiky Taylor. Spiky Taylor. Uh, you know, you express your feelings as a musician, and it's beautiful. Yeah. If a comic tries to say yeah. how he feels, it's like, ah. Oh. So, so I'm masturbating the other day. <laughs> Boo! Get off. Well, well, here's a, now, here's a prime example. This is when it'll hit you. Have you ever had, you had this comedy show. People don't realize that comics will have this. It's the weirdest thing about being a comedian that you can feel on stage like a rock star. Yep. Off stage, hired help. Yeah. The hired help. Yeah. I've done so many shows where I'm on stage. Thank you. Good night. And the people are cheering and they're applauding and you're amazing, dude. Fucking nay. Yeah. And then you go to the door when the audience is shuffling out and people are like, mm, see ya. Yeah. No, or uh, where's the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You Where's were the great. bathroom at? Where's the shitter? <laughs> I need they to. They wouldn't say that to yeah. Arcade Fire Do, or Brian's Joe yeah. Town. You guys were great. I love Keep the Car Rumbling. Could you uh, validate my parking? It doesn't matter Is how it? small you are, yeah. You can be a small band if you own that room of 40 people in yeah. a dingy bar. You are getting beers You're, and pussy. Beers, that. vagina, and respect. Yeah. You can kill a room as a comic and right. still, yeah. It's the weirdest thing, too, because I've, I've, I'm telling you, I've had it so many times. I'm talking about where you. you know, we're talking about where 250 people. Go yeah, which is a good size for a comedy right. club. That's a big comedy club audience. You know, you're talking about comedy clubs tend to be smaller. Yeah, and you do this show, and people, mm-hmm. and literally, you're standing. Then ten minutes later, yeah, twenty yards from where you were, saying good night, thanks for coming to the show. Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. Sometimes they'll look at you. Yeah, and won't even say. And you're like, look, I know every single one of you is laughing. I heard it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's oh the, no, not us. We were cross armed at the back. We hated it every second. Where's the bathroom? And the weirdest thing about being a comic, I was think, I was talking to somebody about this today, and I I truly believe this. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, you were you were pretty good. You should do stand up. That's my favorite one. You should do stand up when you're hosting and you're like killing the room and you're getting the level ready for the for the like you've gotten an applause break. You're ready to bring on the headliner. Cool. And they turn to you. They'll see the headliner. And go. You were fantastic. Middle great great stuff. They turn to the host and go, you should do stand-up. You should look into this. Uh, I will tell you, as a man, I will tell you, as a comic who has... Who has a book out? Who's been on TV? Who tours? You got a book out? I will tell you. Yeah, got a book out. What's the name of your book? The Ultimate Bachelor's Guide. I thought so. That's how no. I thought that's how I got this interview. Really? Oh yeah. No, I don't read. Oh okay, good. <laughs> well, I will say uh, theultimatebachelor.com. Theultimatebachelor.com. Where you can pick up a copy of my book. Yeah. Uh, but I will say <laughs> the funniest thing as a guy that, or and you know this, you've you've done tons of work. You tour a good bit mm-hmm. and stuff like that. What is amazing is this one. <laughs> you were really funny. How come I've never heard of you? Yeah. That one, that's the one that kind of, oh, yeah. oh, God. You know, it's, 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 it kind of knocks you down a couple of notches. Even you'll have a great show and just like, hey, you're nobody. How yeah. come? How come I've never heard of you? I don't fucking Because I haven't heard of you either. <laughs> that's, you know, but you paid to see me. Who's on top next? That's the name of my next CD. <laughs> you paid to see me. No, my CD's called "I've Never Heard of You Either." I've never heard of you either. Yeah, that's Brian. Brian Adams was going to call "Cuts Like a, uh, Cuts Like a Knife." He's going to call that the uh, that album. I've never so, heard of you. Either. Uh, Brian Adams hasn't heard of you either. Oh. That was going to be the the title, and the record company said no. I think it was it was either "Cuts Like a, like a Knife" or the one before that. Well, I can't remember which one that was. Fair trade then. See, like musicians get everything and all the vagina respect and, and, right. and booze, but they can't name their album something like ironic and witty. And we get that. We can just name our album that. Right. So that's a fair toss up. I, right. I don't think that's fair at all. <laughs> I'll let them have the irony if I can have the fame, money, and pussy. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> but you know what? Here's here's the thing that's funny about. I was saying this today with a friend of mine. 
the weirdest thing is with me, if you're a band and you have a little controversy behind you, yes. everybody wants you. Everybody wants to have you come and play their venues. Labels want to sign you. TV shows want you on. Come on in, come on in JP. Everybody wants to have a part of you, wants to have a piece of you. JP's if you are and, uh, a... Uh, can you ask him to give me a Diet Coke with no ice? Damn it. You princess. For me. I know, You've I been know. wiggling this thing at like weight staff who have obviously uh, nothing better to do I'm than to get a, you a Diet Coke I'm, I'm, without ice, you high-maintenance bullshit artist. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Bring me some brown M&Ms. <laughs> Only brown M&Ms. I didn't see your rider. But what I find... <laughs> But what I find funny is that if you have controversy behind you as a comic, right. people want to stay away from you. It's, yeah. it's the weirdest. Like, as a band, they're going to be like, holy shit, they're going to sell albums. Yeah. Did you hear that they punched somebody in the face during a concert? we got to get them on our show. Yeah. we got to get that. And at a comedy club, you can make 150 people die yeah. laughing. But if five people called you too dirty... Yeah. You may not ever come back to that club again. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's the most amazing thing that... that and here we are now. Lenny Bruce has been dead for, what, 40 years Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And 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 I find is we're still having arguments with comedy club owners and bookers and all that about being too dirty. Don't be so offensive. Right. Try to be cleaner. Try to, you know, try not to offend the audience. Mention the roast beef a little more. Yeah. Try to be happy. And I, I find that amazing because I don't buy it. I don't buy that that I, I don't understand what it is about comedy clubs where we are so dead set against offending five people that we'd rather, you know, bring the show down yeah. you know or, or take I the whole reason I got into comedy well, you draw a line about in the, taboo you draw a line in the sand you say this is as far as I'm gonna go yeah and you say like you know like it, this is the show that I'm saying like Andrew's dark show that he runs down here Andrew sure. Evans dark show he publicizes it he puts it out there he says hey this is the materials going on and he still gets walkers like even people that will walk in and go okay yeah, yeah I'm ready for this and after the third rape joke and the second so I've you know I've got my dick inside a four year old okay now we're g- get your coat honey we're leaving That's look it. at look at Darren Frost thank you very much thank you someone, <laughs> that is the weakest someone diet just coke. brought me someone just brought me some water thank you very much for bringing me some water Evan don't worry about it I don't, don't. know what it is you just <laughs> Glass. You're like, oh, See, if I was a rock star, it wouldn't have been. No, no, no. If I was a rock star, there would be a big goddamn tub in here full of whatever beverage I want, and it would have been here when I got here. Since I'm the comic, I said, "Can I get a diet coke?" They brought me water and said, "You'll take what you get and there like it, go. fucker." Yeah. That's what happens. That's the comic. Yeah. Vortex called the 1980s that where comics were treated like that. They were. They got blow and oh, Sam Kinison just like that was uh, that was Evan Demaray that came in and uh, so now Evan's been on the podcast. I can take him off the list. Oh, good. That's um, but you know what's funny. Um, but we better wrap is, this up. JP wants to get in here and uh, that sort of thing. What's your final thought there, Ward? But it it is uh, it is a true statement though that it, that it's weird that people try nowadays. It seems and it's it's 2009 in a couple of weeks and I find it amazing that we're still. I see it all the time, comedians having arguments online talking about clean versus dirty. What should we be? Yeah. I believe in being clean. I believe in and I and I I'm finding it amazing that comedy clubs, the one place where you can still go and hear adult language, yeah. that people are trying to get away from it. And they're trying to get away from talking about what's taboo and, and talking about things like that. And I never set out to write a joke that's clean or dirty. Right. I just like to talk about what I want to talk about. And if and if that is about my dick, or if it is about taking a dump, or if it is about politics or religion or whatnot, so be it. While you're taking you know? a dump, exactly. That's good, yeah. But I find it funny that you'll have people that a sh- comics that are trying to sh- shy away from 
uh, humor on, on the grounds that it may be offensive. I find that surprising. Mm-hmm. And I find it even more surprising that people will go to a comedy club yeah. and then be surprised they may hear something offensive. Look at look at Darren Frost. Yeah. Darren Frost, what, a year ago? Right mm-hmm. now? Right around now? Assaulted on yeah. stage? Someone yeah. threw a rocks glass? A, 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 yeah. Like a, like a, a highball like glass. glass. Tumbler glass. Adam. Boom. Right in the threw chest. Threw him. Hit him right in the chest. Yep. You know, all, you know, all because they they were they were talking during a show. They interrupted the show. Right. He then put them in their place, which you would expect any comedian to do, and then got up and threw a glass at him. Right. You know what? And by the way, let me just say this right now. Okay, Go to- I'm going to say this right now. Okay. All right. I feel really bad for anyone if their mom dies. But let's understand something. That was the understory on this. Yeah, don't, that's right. Don't expect a stranger to know that your mom died. Exactly. <laughs> Get exactly. past it. I hate to say he this. somehow knew and he wrote it about me, that fucker. He's going to get a rye glass now. If, for those of you that don't know, it's all... Darren made a comment on stage about some some guy was talking in the audience. He made a stage uh, a comment on stage about fucking the guy's mom, yep. and the guy got up and threw a glass at him because his mom had recently just died. Recently died, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing: strangers don't know when your mom died. Right. And here's another thing: I hate to say this, okay? Everyone's mom dies. What? <laughs> Everyone's mom. When dies. When can you make that happen? Okay, beagles don't live forty <laughs> years, Charlie Brown. I know, exactly. I thought they just went, they got lost in the woods. That's what Dad said 18 of our dogs did. <laughs> they got lost in the woods. Did you, did you get Fuzzy 3? Did you name your dogs the same name like <laughs> some people do? 18 and... Polly 4 no, or whatever. Okay, we came up with new names more idiotic than the one that preceded it. It was just really bad. But but um, but I, I that's my thing with comedy now is that yeah. I'm amazed at how much we still do that. I mean, even now, working as a comic for years... I find it so funny that people will say, well, you know, we're trying to book more clean comedy here. We're trying to do that. And what's funny about that is I don't believe that. I don't believe that the average comedy club audience really wants their show that tame. I don't think that. I think the problem is that the five people that get offended are the loudest assholes you'll meet. I think that the 150 people that had a great time will just laugh and go about their business and say, hey, that was a lot of fun. But those five people will bitch into infinity about how the five of them didn't get what they were expecting there there have been more corporates that i've been booking the past two years where they say yeah yeah yeah, we want corporate clean corporate clean the day comes i show up and i go so uh we're still good corporate clean and they go you know we've been talking with them just don't make it like eddie murphy raw but you know you can throw in the odd f-bomb but don't worry about the rest of it just don't you know don't no c words and just 20 minutes later they're like call my wife a cunt exactly (laughs) 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 she is and i need someone else to say it you're looking for validation sir and you're walking right into my closer so that's perfect you're great call me a cum guzzler <laughs> that happened to me in australia oh. I, we, i've mentioned this on the podcast before where this you blew heckler, a guy this heck no 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 oh close oh. The, this heckler got mad at me because i didn't yell at him enough Ab- he got, and i said what so i should have called you like an absolute fucking cunt to your face it goes yeah he says i'm doing that now <laughs> like why is that i don't know anyway uh we're, we're definitely going to have you back christoph great thank you so much for uh but you're living in Toronto now? Uh, Montreal, but I come here quite a bit. Yeah. Okay, well, you tell you what, next time you're uh, you're in the city, we'll get you on proper. All right. And uh, we'll just we'll do this up. For that, uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Your uh, your interjections about VJJ? Top shelf, let me say. Um, Ward, thank you uh, so much for being on this. Uh, Darcy in absentia. The ultimate bachelor.com. Ultimatebachelor.com. Where else can they find you on the web? Is that your only web presence or uh, well Ward you can go to wardanderson.net, but it's the same link. So okay. the ultimatebachelor.com is easier I do to the remember. Same thing, my friend. Todd Van Allen Hayes TV.com. Same residence. Easier to um, remember. 
Darcy, uh, I leave it to you to find a song that's appropriate uh, for this. Uh, thank you for uh, listeners, for um, Rick tuning in. For Rick, Spring- Rick Springfield. It should be, uh, no, we can't use anything that isn't pod safe. So oh. we usually go to the PodSafe Music app. If you can write, Mr. Springfield. Can you use my Christmas song? Firstly, yes, let's use your Christmas song. Let's okay. use that since we're, it's we- this is going to be published well after Christmas, but fuck it, you know? I recorded if you can put the decorations song. up in Halloween, you can listen to a Christmas song in March. That's what I'm saying. So. I recorded a Christmas song. I would, I would love to play it for your right. fans and, and friends. Fair enough. Uh, what's the name of the Christmas song? Baby, Please Come Home. Awesome. Okay, so we will close with Baby, Please Come Home. This is actually by Ward, Ward Anderson. Anderson. This is Todd and Allen saying... Oh, hang on there, Todd. Sorry, i got to stop you there. Hi, folks. Darcy here. I cannot play a Christmas tune. I can't. Christmas is over. I just can't do it. I'll put Ward's YouTube video in the show notes. Hey, it's TBA.com. And now off the Podsafe Music Network. It's Hip Like Blank with Can I Get a Sick Day? Thanks for listening to episode 105 of the TVA Podcast. Now go ahead, Todd. Toodles. Nice. Oh, no.